Hey guys, so back on LimFit Podcast on the couch today, got Razorblade from uh, Range of Motion here. I'll let you introduce yourself, buddy. Hey, what's up? Uh, my name's uh, Ray Hodgkinson, aka Razorblades on the old social medias. Um, originally from uh, Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, and have been residing in uh, Perth uh, since 2016 with a bit of a hiatus there last year, and then, but uh, now I'm back. So yeah. yeah, cool man. Welcome back to welcome back to Perth. Thanks. Man. Um, just recently, like in the last year, got married or two years, got married to a Perth girl. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, got uh two two dogs now, isn't it? Two dogs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, two dogs. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, two uh, children. Dogs. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. So what's what's been going on? Like, what's your um, what's uh, what's been keeping you going over the um last couple of years over in Perth? Um. So yeah, I originally moved here with uh my ex partner. Um, and just kind of was like, oh, it's a cool opportunity. Didn't really know, like, how that would all go. Um, and it's a big move, eh? Coming all that way. Yeah, yeah. no, I was, yeah, like, I was kind of apprehensive about it in the beginning, but then I was like, man, like, what, when am I ever going to have an opportunity like that again, right? So I made the move, um, and then, yeah, uh, fell in love with, uh, Perth and uh, just like the quality of life over here and seeing the sun all the time yeah. is nice, <laughs> it's nice as it? compared to uh, I mean you have some experience with that being from men's at a it was a little bit yeah uh, it's always cold yeah, it was rainy yeah yeah man yeah, so nice sunny 18 degree days <laughs> yeah so this is uh, definitely a step up in, in regards to that so and um, yeah I don't know like I've just kind of uh, it's a good fit like uh, I wouldn't say that like I'm like successful by any means, but uh, I feel like I've thrived here, you know, more than than I had in uh, in Canada. Um, it was a pretty abundant country uh, for opportunity. Uh, I don't know if you would. Mate, agree. I, I I agree, hundred percent. Like, um, and I suppose like if you don't want me bringing that up, but um, um, when you when you're talking about success, like yeah. one of your things was. Uh, similar to myself was drugs and alcohol was it yeah. drugs drugs for yourself well uh, more so the drugs but alcohol played a component in it right? yeah yeah like you know and to overcome that and come mm. to Perth like that's you know that's a that's a massive thing right like that's a yeah. that's a success in itself um, that's actually Razor um, Ray here has actually got me into a NA meeting wasn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah like I'm um, just talking about my story and you know see other people going for that same struggle so yeah. I think that, that was really cool and um, yeah and both of us in a way use fitness as a way to get out of it didn't we mm-hmm. yeah. definitely so like uh for me, before I ever started doing like twelve-step programs or any of that kind of stuff, right? It uh, it was fitness that kept me kind of you know off drugs and, and away from the party scene for you know uh, quite a bit of time. But um, it manifested itself in different ways, not necessarily in exercise, but I was still kind of living a bit of a, a lie, like I was pretty delusional in the sense that I thought I was clean, but I really wasn't. Um, I was still using drugs, but just to like a different capacity and, and almost like, you know, kind of like, and I think you've had something similar like with alcohol as well, right? Yes, like yep. you use drugs and then, um, you thought you were clean, but then yeah, yeah. you start drinking and yeah. it's like, oh, this is fine because everyone yeah. drinks. But you know, right. if you've got that sort of addicted personality, it, it just, yeah, it just escalates from yeah. one kind of thing to another. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, that was kind of the route that I went down to and, uh, so, and then eventually, like, I was just introduced to a bunch of people who were in, in NA, and uh, one day I kind of had, like, this 
moment of like clarity where I was about to go use drugs again and uh, somebody like reached out and was like you know you know, asked if I was all right because I'd recently gone through a breakup and this gentleman um, it was actually I was dating his wife's sister I thought you were going to say his wife for a no, second no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's calling to check up if you're okay <laughs> how you doing um, how's my wife <laughs> <laughs> seen her lately no. but yeah so and then that was kind of it and then that was the first meeting I went to was that night and then um you know, that continued on for, I don't know, fuck, it's been a while. Um, I haven't gone to many meetings, like in the last, I'd say probably one of the last, I went actually when I was back home in Canada last year, yeah. I, I went to one or two, um, the, a couple with you, um, but I don't go as frequently as I used to, but yeah, it was probably like, I want to say maybe like four three years like pretty much going at least once one a week yeah yeah i would say yeah, yeah and that really that. that really changed your life didn't it coming through that and, and yeah. making your way into fitness yeah yeah definitely cool. i mean like um i was never a believer that you know 12-step programs could could uh, make a change in my life yeah um, i was very skeptical uh, of that um but I realized that, you know, like I had taken the drugs out of my life, but I had pretty much just continued to be a drug addict and a crazy person. Um, You're still crazy. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> a little less crazy than I was. But it gave me the tools to kind of like recognize my own uh, shortcomings and... I don't know, it just helped me work a bunch of shit out. Like it was... Um, I did steps um, and that was you know, because it's a 12-step program, that was huge, just in terms of giving me tools to to deal with life and stuff. So I would, like, up and down, suggest to anyone who's struggling to to go to a, an NA meeting, or um, I like NA, AA is great too, NA was more up my alley because it kind of gets everything covered. Yes, yeah. It's, and it's a lot less um, religious. Yeah. which is no issues with that it's just it's something I didn't really resonate with and you know there's a bit of God talk and whatnot at the NA meetings but yeah. it's like a God of your understanding it could be yeah, know, exactly. like, it yeah. could be that pillow over there if that's your higher power then yeah. you know it's just something greater than yourself right so yeah yeah it, um, it the group itself is was kind of my higher power yeah you know, like having a bunch of people talk and, you know, work stuff out. I mean, I don't know if you experienced it, but I'd always go there kind of like dreading going there. Yeah. And then I'd come out of it and be like, man, I'm so glad I went there because I heard this person say something that resonated with me or that's exactly how I feel about that certain thing. And that, you know, just like you come out of it and you feel good. Yes. Yeah, yeah I agree. I felt like that going to it. I was like, oh, you know, sitting in a room with other people that are still struggling to use it's like mm. I kind of looked at it I came out of it like holy shit like it just kind of reminds you how far you've come mm. from being in that position you know yeah. people that are still you like you know going for that battle of day in you know day clean day you know not clean day clean yeah. day not clean um, you know after a few years of being away from it it just helps you look back and go holy shit I've actually you know done something I've achieved something yeah. here that's um, uh, created a lot of momentum or yeah. a lot of success um, in your life just by being clean yeah. which is really cool 
Um, let's go into because you just play lacrosse for in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you started getting into um, like heavyweight training. What's your what's your story behind that? Yeah, so um, I played lacrosse at an elite level for like my age group from um, I want to say like a. 11, 11 to like 23. Yep. And so I found training more like for vanity kind of purposes and in, in the start, like during high school. Trying um, to pick up girls and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, women were always a motivation there. And yeah. I just, you know, like I always like, you know, was a big fan of Arnold and um, I just wanted to be jacked. And all my mates were like, you know, we've read like the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclopedia Bodybuilding, you know. So, uh, but all my buddies, all my closest friends were all getting into weights and that wasn't really my deal. And then I started to get into it and um, I was weak as piss um, to start with. And then I just like, same kind of deal. I started gaining a bit of momentum and it just became like super addictive. So, yeah. And then, yeah, it became a massive part of my life. So then, you know, I was doing the bodybuilding thing. And um, then I started doing, like, more functional training, I want to say, in, like, 2005. Kind of like um, you – I don't know if you guys had um, The Ultimate Fighter. Yes, yep, we had yeah. that here in Australia. Yeah. yeah. And um, then the, there'd be, like, those UFC countdown shows where it'd be, like – Sean Shirk would be training for like his fight and it would be like he's doing all this functional stuff like you know smashing tires with a sledgehammer yeah. and all that kind of stuff and then so me and my brother we got into got into functional training um, and uh, then he discovered CrossFit and I want to say in like 2006 it was like the very start yeah so it, like the if you go back to like the big boom of CrossFit like where did it all kind of start like when did people start to catch on? I think it was when dot com launched in two thousand one. So like two thousand, like early two thousands was kind of like when it kind of gained um, its popularity in the states, and then like it started kind of blow up. My brother was in um, in the uh, Canadian Navy, so I guess someone showed him at work like, "Yo, check out this CrossFit stuff." It's like you know like military kind of uh, training yeah and so he like was like came home this one day and we lived together and um, he was like dude you got to check out this this website and hit up crossfit.com so I don't know I think we tried some stuff but I don't know if we really did any crossfit (laughs) workouts but then um, around 2007 I was working with this uh, with this personal trainer, and uh, we did that three hundred workout. So the three hundred, yeah, yeah from the movie, one. right? Yeah. yeah, and it was actually that Jim Jones guy. I think his name's Mark Twaits, and um, he designed it. And he was affiliated with CrossFit back then, and then now they're like they hate each other. They had like this um, big kind of uh, blowout uh, where they separated. But yeah, so we did that, and then. I want to say, like, not too long after that, my personal trainer, who is also a professional lacrosse player, he was like, um, his facility was across the um, parking lot from this CrossFit gym that just moved over there. And so one of the dudes at the gym was like, hey, I think I'm going to quit. And he was like, why? And he's like, I want to go try that CrossFit gym over there because we all kind of wanted to do it. Yeah. And he was like, funny you say that because I just bought in 
or like he was potentially going to buy into the gym and yep. he did so we all moved over there and that was in 2007 so wow yeah um, and then yeah I've been doing CrossFit like as kind of a off I was at first it was more off season training staying in shape and then um, once lacrosse was over for me then that then yeah it was my focus shifted into uh, into CrossFit as a sport yeah um, and it was you know like a major competitive outlet for me you know stopping lacrosse and I was more enjoying like the, the playing it was like I there was like politics and whatnot involved and I just kind of lost my passion yeah, so cool. for this. Oh, nice. yeah, it's ridiculous. If you could take, take all that fun away. Yeah, if yeah. you could take all that out of it. Um, and you know, like, um, I'll be completely honest, I think a lot of it was me more so than the politics. Like, and that goes with, you know, me learning more about myself through, you know, like 12 steps and all that kind of yes, stuff, right? Yes. Um, and so, yeah, um, the training, became more of a passion so it was just an easy transition to go like from you know lacrosse into competing in crossfit although it wasn't really an easy transition in terms yeah. of like it wasn't i wasn't great at it I actually i sucked um yeah. and you know i'm still not great but i'm a lot better than i was uh and i remember thinking to myself i was such an egomaniac i was like man i'm a professional athlete i am gonna <laughs> smash everyone in the, in, in the open and I just got absolutely thrashed. I think I came out like 1,200th or something obscene. Like it was, yeah, it was an eye opener. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is, but that like lit me up. Like, look, yeah, that, that challenge, that was, that yeah, that progress was, you could make. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was like, all right, like I want to do this like real bad now. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of my, uh, my uh, starting to the uh, whole CrossFit thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. You did like a, you did, uh, I can't remember. But a couple of years when we were talking, um, you did a bit of strongman somewhere in there too. Was that part of CrossFit training? Yeah, or? yeah. Yep. Um, so, I mean, like every, every, I feel like there's like this kind of this uh, evolution that a lot of CrossFit athletes go, like they go all in on CrossFit and they either get burnt out and then they try different sports, whether that be, you know, different strength sports yep. or different, you know, endurance-based sports because I wouldn't really classify CrossFit as a strength sport. Yeah, a lot of people try and and say that it is, but it's really not. It's an endurance sport. Hundred like, percent, yeah. 100%, like mentally, yeah. physically, emotionally, yeah. spiritually, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you know, like try some powerlifting, try some strongman, because um, it's a. I wouldn't say it's easier, but it's different. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not um, as taxing, like um, you know, like um, cardiovascular wise. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that was kind of, you know, what I always thrived at a little bit was more the strength side of things. So, yeah, no, I started, I did some power lifting and, um, I quite enjoyed that. Um, and then, then I did some strongman too. And I mean, if I was to say that anything was like close to CrossFit, but obviously heavier yeah. uh, and more sprinty, like the kind of stuff that I was uh, a bit better at than yeah, be strongman. So yeah. I did all right at strongman. Um, and, uh, and that was in Canada. Yeah, that was in yeah, Canada. What was the scene like for strength sports over there at the time? Um, I mean, it's, man, it's, I feel like it's a lot more popular over here. Um, I mean, but you, there was, two shows I did the first one 
there's quite a few people there. The second one was more just pure strongman. Like there was like kind of like a CrossFit gym put on that first strongman show that I went to. So there was a lot of like CrossFit athletes that kind of like dipped their toes in. We're like, oh yeah, I'll try it. I call it was, I think it was called, um, oh, it was at some logging ground where they do like logging oh, wow. shows. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? You know, yes, when they yeah, like yeah, yeah. cut the down the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and go climb up yeah. things, yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so I did that when I came second and I won like 275 bucks and I was like, I'd never won any money doing CrossFit. I was like, this is sweet. <laughs> so, uh, I ended up, uh, doing a, another show and I just got absolutely crushed. I think I came second last in the light heavyweight division. And, uh, that was an eye opener. Yeah. Um, that show was like, it's, it was called, uh, oh man. Battle of the Beasts 3, I think it was Yeah, that called. sounds like a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like some big boys in there. Oh, man, there yeah. was. And, uh, yeah, it was more pure strongman. I just got crushed by the yoke, tire flip. Uh, I got crushed. I did all right in the medley, uh, pressing medley, but, like, circus dumbbell. I never messed around on a circus dumbbell. Yeah, and that's that, a like, tough one. Uh, just one. trying to get into the position. Yeah. Messed me up. Um, and then the stones part of it was all right. I always really liked stones. I don't know. Like I feel like stones can be a, a tall guy thing. Like if yeah. you're if you're you know fairly strong and tall, stones. It helps to be taller. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at Thor and you know Brian Shaw, those guys, right? Yeah. They seem to excel at the stones more than anything else. Yes. Yeah. Right? True. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. I just I mean, it's, CrossFit's been really good for me, and just in terms of you know trying to try different stuff yeah. you know what I mean yeah. I've never gotten into like the endurance pure endurance side of things but yeah I just missed the the challenge of you know like the gritty kind of sucky like longer endurance stuff from CrossFit so yeah. that's why I kind of always have seemed to come back to it yeah, yeah. of course yeah and, uh, how do you find if you don't mind me going on to it but like how did you find your transition from like um you know because obviously when you've done the strength type sports it would have increased your you would have had to increase your strength to try and get mm. some of the weights did you find that translated over to help you in the strength aspects of crossfit um at the time yeah yeah and i also think that it was a bit of a, a detriment to it i mean because i now knowing what i know about myself as an athlete now I don't really need to be much stronger. I just need to be more enduring. Like I just need more endurance. Um, and my heart just needs to be stronger and be able to kind of, you know, pump blood against the tension that my muscles can create. Um, and yeah, that's always kind of been like, I mean, I could do 142 kilogram clean and jerk. Um, but then like, I need to recover and I don't recover quite as fast as somebody who, you know, like has better endurance. Right. So, uh, but I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, I would never say it was a bad thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it was all, I guess just a learning experience, but it's just that it's been for me, it's just been a fight against trying to pump blood against the tension. My muscles can create from day one. Like I've always just been kind of more fast twitch. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Cool, man. Like, um, so you cro- you're you currently been coaching uh, CrossFit now for how many years? 
since 2011. Wow, okay, yeah, so nine years into into it for coaching. Mm. Like, um, how's your um, evolution been through coaching over that time? Do you feel like every year you add like a new, uh, like a new skill or new cues or things like that or the way you, you coach people? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, and I always have tried to be constantly learning um, or broaden my skills and I mean just in my own selfish pursuit of trying to make myself a better athlete have you know learned a lot um, and I mean man we're so blessed nowadays just to be able to basically fire up the laptop and have you know like unlimited sources of information yeah, at our fingertips to, yeah. to learn right um, so yeah no, I've just always been kind of like a bit of a sponge man like um, I try and learn whatever I can from anybody you know what I mean like even when uh, like did that bench uh, seminar with you and uh, yeah, Max, yeah, yeah, man, that's like good, yeah tons of that stuff I still you know use in queuing people oh, cool, that's awesome. or yeah. you know using um, my own bench press right so whatever I can learn yeah um, but yeah no, it's been a, a bit of a, a trip like to, to have been coaching that long and in a sport that like uh, I mean it's always growing too like, yeah, yeah always changing all the time and there's always new skills being added and it's so new that like it's not like you know uh, track and field where you know I mean it's been coached and uh, trained for you know however many years and yeah, yeah. it's kind years, of yeah. uh, there's like a definitive like way to do it it's like CrossFit has been around since you know like I said 2001 is kind of when it popped off but the sport itself has been not around for that long I mean like so where the first CrossFit games were in 2007 um, so that's a fairly young sport in in terms of, yes, like, yeah, of course, how long yeah. it's been around right so yeah man what do you see it over the next 10 years like where's your um, where's your foresight go like where do you see the sport going I don't know yeah um because we had a bunch of changes in in the sport just in this last couple years. Um, That's the way for qualifying, isn't it? Yeah. Um, where you can qualify for opens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's like now there's the open and then there's sanctionals and some sanctionals have their own qualifiers. Some sanctionals use their the open as a qualifier and then if you win a sanctional you get. Uh, a buy to the game or you get to go to the games um, or depending on how you place in the open I don't know how long they're going to keep that around because that was meant to be temporary like where the top 20 go to the games from the open and then they have the national champions so the top finisher in the open from like 162 countries or something like that I mean wow, yeah. getting that wrong but yeah um, so there's a lot more there was meant to be a lot more people at the games this year before COVID happened and now it's only 30 people from each division okay, yeah. no teams no teens uh, no masters just the top 30 men and top 30 women so it's going to be pretty cool to watch rather than last year it was like kind of hard to pay attention because there were so many people divisions yeah, yeah yeah it was just, so there was like all the national champions plus the top 20 or top 30 from the open plus all the people who won sanctionals so there was like a ton of people and they called them like in the first like two three events um but yeah still uh, 
I, f I don't know, I think it'll be cooler with less people. And it's going to be at where they've held the original games. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, like the whole actual seat, like over all the... Because it usually goes for three days, isn't the games, is it? That's yeah, right. so it's yeah. going to be... I think it usually it's like... Before, it was... Um, I, I can't remember what this last year, how it went. But they would do like, say, they'd have like an event on a Wednesday or a Thursday, and that would be like an endurance event. And then they have like a day off, and then it'd be like Friday, Saturday, Sunday... Um, and but it always changes because it's you know the unknown and unknowable yeah um, but yeah no this because of COVID it's going to be held at um, the director of the CrossFit Games um, Dave Castro's family uh, ranch, ranch yeah, yeah, yeah. Ranch, yeah. Um, so I think they have like I was looking at um, it was uh I can't remember what the name for it is. It's basically you get approval from, say, like a council or whatever, like a, uh, what's, I can't remember. It's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, that uh, document that they're seeking approval for is like 300 people. Mm. So, and it's three days of competition is what it said on there. So, yeah, it'll be uh, the top uh, 30 men, top 30 women. Uh, over three days, I don't know if there'll be any cuts like they made last year. They made it like they just got it down like the the top ten. So that was pretty neat to see. Like on the last day, it was just like the top ten battle it out. Yeah, yeah, battle it out. Um, which was viewing wise is better because you don't have to watch like heat one, heat two, heat three, yes, yeah. heat four. Uh, whereas in the past, you'd have to. Uh, well, I mean, which is fun because you get to I guess see some people that you cheer for and whatnot, but. That I think viewer wise was a bit cooler this past year, just seeing like the top 10 people go at it. It was nice, yeah. Where do you see yourself in the next few years? Like, what's your goals with, um, as a, well, one as an athlete and then two as a coach? Yeah, um, I think I'm coming to the end uh, of my time as like maybe an athlete, you know. In, getting towards kind of the twilight years, you know what yes. I mean? Like from 30 to 33 is kind of that, like that's, a, you know, the twilight of your athletic peak or whatever, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I, I mean, it would be cool to kind of um, just do it for fun. Like I have been, I, I mean, I like to just compete in, in local competitions and, I've always had aspirations to to, the, to go to a sanctional event. I don't I don't know if I'm quite at that level, um, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to try. Yeah. Um, but maybe transitioning more into the the programming, coaching, more so programming aspect of it. I really yeah. enjoy the programming, and you know I like coaching, but I like um, I like training people one on one, people that are into you know. Um, the competitive side of things because that's where my passion lies not to say I don't like training people who are just want to be generally more fit either but um, yeah that's I mean uh, where a large portion of my you know kind of my passion lies in programming for competitive CrossFit athletes because yeah. yeah it's pretty fun cool man yeah. let's touch on that like how important in your in your opinion is programming for um you know for events or for for um competitions like 
as an athlete? Man, so uh, the more and more I learn, uh, the less important I think the programming is. Yeah. Um, it's really just the, the, the individual, like, I mean, I could take someone who's got just, you know, great genetics, and if you know what to do with that person, if you could, you know, identify, you know, where that person's limitations are, um, and you, you can make slight tweaks to their programming, and they'll, I mean, they'll just take off in terms of, you know, their development, right? But even I, like, I follow a general program, and the, the majority of people do, and, I mean, there's good people, there's, you know, good programs, good general programs, but I could still take that, that, that genetic freak and give him some shit program, and if he follows the program, you know, and recovers well, and, and you know, all that kind of stuff, he's still going to get better. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so... Right comes down to the individual. It does, and it, it totally does. And at the same time, because the sport is so random, yeah, you know what I mean? You almost want to throw some randomness at people, like just be like, so if I go to a competition, like what is that going to look like? You know, what is, what is the, the, the person who's running this competition could be Joe Blow from CrossFit XYZ, and they have like no they're not like you know, have a degree in sports science or you know they may have not as as read as many textbooks as say Max McCall you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they're just going to program some shit like it'll just be like 21:59 this this and this yeah you know what i mean just so random slip it together to just make it hurt yeah and you know like a perfect example would be uh, kind of like you know my boss and mentor is Dan Williams yeah and he puts so much thought into the way that he programs and you know is he hitting he wants to hit this muscle group he wants to have blood shunting here well then if you look at the crossfit open that's not really generally how they're programming they want to tax your grip then tax your grip then tax your grip or tax your pressing muscles tax your pressing muscles and tax your pressing muscles so you kind of have to program for that you know what i mean so there's there's this blend of like uh, more traditional periodization or uh, strength and conditioning protocols that you would want to throw in there um, but when it comes to say like the competition style workouts and things of that nature then you want to maybe get a little bit random I, tr I try not to just throw random shit out there like you know I try and follow you know the kind of the general uh, rep schemes or patterns that you may see and you know just use a lot of inspiration from old you know workouts or competition workouts but the majority of the programming um, that I put out there for people um, is just like you know like I said you know traditional uh, strength and conditioning like protocols and some periodization although you know that because our season's so random I mean you kind of have to um, you know, throw a little bit of that, a bit of that out the window. Um, but you know, I have a, I have a start goal and an end goal, and and the the way that my athletes perform um, dictates where I go with that. You know what I mean? Because it's well and fine to be like to lay out a whole season yep. for an athlete. And that, like, just for the listeners, but how long is the season of training for um for an athlete? Like, is that 
a season as an in-between competitions or yeah so generally like in the past it would usually be like so let's say the games are in july right and then they finish you know the end of july or whatever and then august would be off september and then you wouldn't see kind of that that crossfit season kick up again until uh late february then through march and now it's switched to the season starts in october right but i'm just using that the past for example would be like all right after the games happens some people go to the games and the majority of us do not right and so those people that say go to the games probably like i remember uh use lucas parker as an example so Lucas, um, I think he went to the games five times and he worked and trained at the gym that I worked and trained at uh, back home. And he'd take like a month off after the games and do wow. nothing. Yeah. Like he'd just try and recover. Uh, that's, is that quite common for um, CrossFit athletes because it's so taxing? Yeah. Like so I would say that that would probably be the smart thing to do. I think that a CrossFit seems to attract a lot of people who are like... A type personalities, or go, 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 yeah, go. and just want. I mean, they're just addicted to that, that you know, um, that hit, that cortisol kind of like dump. Pain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people suggest to take that kind of time off. But not me, do. But yeah, maybe not yeah. so many. I mean, I'm sure they take like a week or two off, you know, and you would have to. You'd just be thrashed, right? Yeah. I love that saying, as a saying, when I, you know, watching one of those videos on Earth is at the beginning, you don't know how good you have to be to suck at the games. Yeah, yeah, right. That's such yeah. a good quote. Yeah, um, yeah, because even say in the past, there'd be 40 some odd men and women at the games, even that person who came dead last would thump 99% of the people out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're talking about like the 1% of the 1% that go. Um, so yeah. And then usually that would look like, okay, they, they're trying to build an aerobic base before the open comes around again. Maybe some strength. You know, somebody's already pretty enduring. Like so the like program for the season, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah going back to that. So say someone like, uh, I'll use Brett Fikowski as an example. He's a Canadian guy. He's got a swimming background, taller guy. Strength has always kind of been a, a weakness for him, right? So he would like the off season would just be like bodybuilding and slow lift strength. And then, you know, like more explosive stuff as that would get closer to the open. And then, you know, maybe eight weeks out, 12 weeks out, somebody like him could just turn on the aerobic kind of work or, or the anaerobic conditioning and then do pretty well right and then say you're then trying to not peak for the open but peak for regionals which would be after the open right because that's how you qualify to the games and that's when you gotta like that's when those guys would try and be on so I want to say that uh, I don't know when that would so maybe maybe May or June, it would be like four weeks, right? And some regions would be at the beginning and some regions would go at the end. 
So that gives you kind of a general idea. Now it's completely out the window. So the way that I do my programming, because not everyone's going to be like, oh, you know, I want to do well at the open. Um, like, I don't really care how I do in the open. Obviously, like, there's like the competitive side of me wants to do well at everything I do. But I would rather be in shape all year round and be able to step into a competition at the drop of a hat yep. and, and compete. So um, the way that I program is I try and keep people generally fit to be able to step into a competition because everyone's competition season, like if you're in the UK or you're in Canada or you're in Australia, may look different. You know what I mean? Like, So there's always like, and now that the Open's in October, it kind of goes like right in the middle of the uh, the kind of the local competition season in uh, Perth, which is I guess good and bad in in some ways depending on how you look at it. So it's a bit of a crapshoot, man. To be completely honest yeah, with the, you, yeah, there we go, <laughs> yeah, mate. Um, let's touch a bit about uh, locally, like local competitions. Like yeah. what? Um, who are the people that run the competitions? Yeah. Uh, for the listeners that are interested in getting into CrossFit, yeah, um, like who runs them? Who are, like coaches, like yourself, for example. Mm. Um, you know, places you recommend. Obviously, like Range of Motion is mm. the place I went to to go learn because. Mm. For the people that don't know, um, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of things about CrossFit, you know, good and bad things. Mm. But I was like, the best way you learn is go find a coach that's good at it, which is mm. why I seeked out Ray and um, go learn how to, you know, what is it about? And mm. I loved it. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I was growing in the wrong direction, strength-wise and yeah. size-wise, to be yeah. good at it. But um, yeah, so yeah, what's your who's the people in Perth and what do yeah, you? Yeah, man, your there's so people? many good gyms, and everyone and every competition and every gym has their own. Um, like you know places where they thrive right um, so like in terms of the competitions like um, I would say that the big the big ones would be like there's a WA fitness series I think it is and it's like um, games day at RTAX which is great um, and then the guy who owns RTAX he's been I think he went to regionals five times Hayden oh, Lavanda yeah. Um, so in terms of programming and, um, and knowing like, you know, I guess the competitive aspect or the competitive side of, he's uh, been there, he's, he's been it, there yeah. and done it. You know what I mean? So he's Where, great. Where's he based? Uh, our oh, taxes in Midland. Midland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got, um, Frantic Day Out, which has always been one of my favorite ones. Um, and that's at CrossFit Frantic, Frantic out in, uh, Canning Vale or Canning or one of those cannings Um, and um, Chasing Better Throwdown is like the big one Um, lots of um, like prize money in that one the events go over a couple days too don't they yeah it was three days wow yeah Um, incredible yeah so you know Artax does three days or sorry um, Games Day at Artax does three days Frantic's usually just one um, and then, yeah, the Chasing Better is like uh, an event, like live stream, you know, you're in a pool, uh, you're in a gym, and then you're outside, and it's like, it's a big, um, it's a spectacle. Yes. It's really good. Yeah, very awesome, yeah. And, um, and so those guys are also a sponsor of mine as well, the Chasing Better Wad Supplies, so of course I'm going to be... Um, Pushing on that one. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> making a scene. And yeah. Uh, yeah giving them all the props um but yeah no they do an amazing job 
um, like man this last year they had basically the year previously they added added an extension onto their gym for the competition well wow. and then this past year they may they have they have a warehouse across the street um, to store all the equipment that they sell and then they turn that into a, a, like another venue yeah. to hold the competition at and there's wow. like a big mural of Tia Claire Toomey there like and it's amazing and they like they have the gin like the the rig colors match the color in the mural like they just take it to the next level in yeah. terms of just everything detail. yeah, yeah that man. real passion for it that's so yeah. awesome yeah and what about coaches man like who do you obviously like you know recommend going and seeing you that's someone I saw I um, wouldn't but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding um, yeah man I mean all of the I'm pretty blessed I feel like uh, where I work at Range of Motion um, is I mean I wouldn't say we're the best we just do, do things differently yeah. um, but what I really love about it is that like Dan, the owner of the gym, Dan Williams, who's a genius, um, he's always trying to upskill us in like everything, you know, like, um, and I mean, he can be extreme at times, and, and but I always just gotta like remember with him and that he wants the best for us, um, and he's passionate about it. And so it just makes you want to do that much better for him. It's almost like a kind of like a dad scenario yeah, in yeah. a lot of ways, you know what I mean? But yeah. man, like even just like this last little bit, um, during the whole COVID thing, the, the dude went above and beyond. Like we had a plan in place before, like, like you know, if the gyms are going to shut down, here's what we're doing. And... Um, he executed that plan and we were adaptable and uh, he evolved the plan as we went and we had a system in place like so we could continue to make an income and he could con continue to make an income and um, all our clients still had training to results, do like Man, and it was like yeah. some of my clients did so well like I had uh, one client uh, she's a rock star her name's Rita man she like um didn't have a pull-up um going into isolation yeah. came out with you know three strict pull-ups wow. with at five awesome, kilos yeah. additional weight like so uh, it was awesome man and we you know we lent out equipment and you know a lot of gyms did that we also had the zoom class going yeah. on as well and, and a lot of gyms did that but um i mean if I don't know if you're part of that, like that Perth fitness professionals group that Dan runs, no, I see, yeah, man. No. And he was just like, like on top of it, like, you know, anytime, uh, there would be updates, um, uh, from the WA government, he was on it. Like, and he was like, just sharing like strategies. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. Yeah. It, that's, uh, in my opinion, like he killed it. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm so grateful for, for him and then all the other coaches at the gym as well um and you know we've had some pretty amazing coaches uh walk through there so we're, we've been very lucky and we've had some amazing athletes walk through there we're not really geared towards like the competitive side of crossfit 
we're actually not even affiliated with CrossFit anymore, um, but we still use a lot of those principles that you know from CrossFit. Like I said, we just do things differently, right? And uh, there's like yeah, tons of gyms out there doing uh, great stuff. I also work at Niche CrossFit, um, and same kind of deal. Like we had a plan in place. We had, you know, pro like equipment packages that we yep. we kind of set up, and then programs based off of those packages to continue on. You know, the, like it's cool, man. Yeah. With with fitness for a lot of the people, I worked at uh, Injustice CrossFit. Um, in terms of like the competitive side of things and team stuff, they're probably the best. Um, if like the Claremont CrossFit. Another yep. one, I mean, close to your house. There's here. some good things uh, about that. Yeah, they're yeah. good, man. Um, you got um, uh, those guys. I really love this one, dude. His name's uh, Josh. He owns uh, Revenant CrossFit out okay, yeah. uh, in Wangara. And then mm -hmm. they just opened up, or they're opening up another place in Joondalup. That guy, like, just uh, the effort that he puts into the way that the facility looks and having like you know a safe clean environment for people to train in is awesome he's doing really well uh, in terms of like the things that I kind of like um, you know in a gym another one would be um, oh man what is the name of it grandstand yeah I feel like right now if I was if I was to say like if my mom was like I want to do CrossFit I'd say okay mom you can train with me, but if you want to do pure CrossFit, you want to do classes and have that great experience and have great coaches, go to Grandstand. Like that, oh, that I'd be comfortable sending my mom there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's an awesome way. We would yeah. send your mom. Yeah, we, we it's a good it's of. a good uh, way to kind of judge that, it, man. eh? And then um, Brooke and I just moved to Embleton, so we're kind of like in Morley now, and we're like 900 meters away from the shed, and which is another gym in uh, CrossFit gym in Morley. Brooke loves it, um, and like really welcoming community. And uh, I did a class with her last Friday, and it was awesome. Like so, I mean, there's just so we're so blessed uh, in Perth that we have so much to choose from. Like in terms, of, and everyone does something really well. You know what I mean? Um, and like, uh, cause I mean, man, I've been here th since 2016 and it was only up until just a little while ago that I like stopped finding out about new gyms right yeah. like I want to say for a while there I was like people be like oh I train at CrossFit whatever and I'd be like I didn't even know that it existed like that's amazing yeah. right like there's just so many gyms here and then like just gyms in general like yeah. Revo is another great place to train like if yeah. you want to do you know your own thing uh, throw the headphones in and still get some of that functional fitness yeah. in. You know what I mean? Like Revo is a great place to do that as well. And you got 24-hour access, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that pretty much ties up. Pretty much out of time now. But, um, mate, thank you for coming on board. You heard it from the man himself. Um, I'll drop your Instagram. You got any other links you may put in the bottom of the podcast? Uh, yeah, so my programming is uh, uh, Grand Architect Training. Cool, man. Um, I'll drop that in there. Yeah, yeah. That you found in your bio as well yeah. on your on Instagram. Yeah, that's in there too. Yep. So, and awesome. then if you want to access the programming that I do, I got a couple like one-off programs, uh, which is something that I've been um, playing with a little bit, you know, like add some endurance stuff to the programming you already do, add some, doing, add some strength stuff, whatever. And then we have our full stop uh, competition programming uh, 
which is a monthly subscription. Um, and then, like I mentioned previously, we've got those one-off programs. And I'm trying to expand that as I find that so, so like, I feel like that's kind of where like a lot of the fitness industry is going at the yep. moment in terms yep. especially with online yeah. online stuff yep. um, cool. so that's been a new passion of mine is doing like some cool one-off programming um, and uh, hopefully uh, in the near future here drop some stuff that I don't think has ever been done um, so keep your eyes peeled for that I can't say what it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be awesome like, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna rock something <laughs> uh, yeah so it'll be Love cool it. it'll be cool I don't know like I said no one I don't think anyone's done it before um, and it's something I'm versed in so it'll be cool yeah keep awesome, your eyes man. peeled thanks for coming on board buddy my pleasure cheers well. that was good